Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings, divine, all blessed. Come on in, come on in. The fire is hot, the water is the water. <laughs> and I've already cut a tooth over the Come back home to Africa. Come back home 
multiple identities, don't need multiple profiles, don't need to spam people, don't need to pretend to be in Africa or Cuba or Brazil or anywhere else, because real practitioners got a footprint, got a footprint. Who's imitating who? And by the way, all, all that wicked magic you're doing, you're beginning to age prematurely. <laughs> Where were you 12 years ago I first came on board and said, understanding all is truly indeed a blessing? This ain't new. You might be new. This ain't new. Benya, Benya, you better do your homework. You would want to do your research. You better ask around. You better make some phone calls in Florida. You better make some phone calls in Cuba. You better make some phone calls in Brazil. You better do some work in Haiti. You would want to connect with, you would want to connect with the source. Want to connect with who gives us great power, who gives us great knowledge for healing, fixing, repairing, not for vanity. Listen to Big Mama. Remember Big Papa? Smooth as once were. They didn't have to a lot. They didn't have to push up a whole lot. Because there's dignity in wisdom and experience. There's power in wisdom and experience. May you be blessed. Corona coming for irregardless of the race, irregardless of your status. You you better watch it. See, I don't have to invoke no power. I don't have to invoke no power. I am the power. I am the power. <laughs> you all have to understand these. Perpetrators, they don't like you. Black man, black woman, wake up. They don't like you. You're not black enough for Georgia. You're not black enough for Cuba. You're not black enough for Venezuela. When, when it comes down to our but it comes down to our lineage. And, and, and you better do your homework, young man. You better go back in the archives. This conversation ain't new. This conversation ain't no reflection of you or anyone else might be mandating the tradition online. That's all the time. Boo don't have to understand. Boo don't have to Patreon. Boo don't have other that you all tap into getting elusive in the tradition. Getting into the tradition. Getting a picture there and a, and a deal there. Let's be clear. You better ask one of my godchildren. Initiation don't happen in Patreon. I share extra in Patreon. I share history in Patreon. I connect you to stuff that I've already done that you already missed in, in Patreon. 
and, 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 and so too, I do the same thing in this space. Understand. Understand we love and appreciate. We, because nobody does this in isolation, young man. Nobody does this alone, young man. Where is your community? Where are your people? Are your priests, your priestess? Where are your God children? Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. You too busy doing dark magic. <laughs> you too busy doing wickedness. <laughs> and this. And you all need to understand these people are powerless without your fear. Powerless without your miseducation. They are powerless without your ignorance. And most importantly, they're powerless without your pocketbook. How do you sit and watch someone parade vanity in your face and then call it 18? And then accept it as an authentic representation of ATL? How do you allow someone to parade their cars and their jewels and fine fabrics and their lovely homes? Their, and their trips back and forth to the homeland. You got to have that visa check. Immigration might be right. How do you how do you do it? How do you do it? I, I'm just, ooh. I laughed hard as I could. <laughs> this morning, I mean, and, and, and let me tell you, thank you, young man, because I needed that. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. Where is your documentation? Where is your footprint? Where is your history? Where were you 12 years ago? Somehow, you've mastered it somehow. And, and dignity is in the wisdom. And wisdom is fire. Who knows? Those who Typically, don't know. Those are your three. When one do for the end, you don't bow down to foolishness. When someone shows due respect to the tradition, you don't submit to foolishness. You don't degrade yourself into, into foolishness. And if you didn't hear I said it's the first time, black man, black woman, they don't like you. You don't share their memories of the past. <laughs> you know, yes. But you're willing to by them. You're willing to let them duplicate and type and then show up in your box with a message from with a message from do you all think I, I don't spam y'all because it's about what? I don't spam y'all because I don't send y'all foolishness because I don't keep uh, illusionary made up hip hop battles going on. You know the hip hop battle where you pick somebody, you choose somebody that's already popping, already got a track record, already got a presence, and, and you create a, a, an imaginary beast. Elders don't submit to that. The elders don't bow down. Mature elders and dignity and wisdom. 
of gold in my house. I got a stack of bills in my house. You don't tell everybody I got a stack of artillery in my house. Who does that? Who does that? When you look at the outward demonstration, remember my my regular listeners, they, they know what demonstration means. Demonstration is the outward showing of what you know, what you really believe, what you really understand. And if you like this, like Big Mama used to do, like Big Papa used to do, send him away. And send him away. They have to raise their voice. They didn't have to get worked up. They didn't have to get dramatic. And let's be clear. I'm about to say it, I know, for the third time. Voodoo don't happen on YouTube. Voodoo don't happen. Where is your house? Where is your community? Where is your footprint? Where is your documentation? Where is your evidence? My brother, my brother. You know, we're battling white supremacy. We're battling racism. We're battling appropriation. We're battling bachelorization. But then we got foolishness. <laughs> Pure. Go back in the archive. I have over 500, maybe 600 uploads and broadcasts on this YouTube channel. Check the dates of it. Check the dates. Unlike you, I didn't just fall off the turnip truck yesterday. Unlike you, I didn't just cross the water in the border. Yesterday, I might have a legitimate right to be here. Do you? Oh, I know. <laughs> to my regular audience. <laughs> Y'all like, what is he talking about? But to those with the third eye open, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. And people think because you can buy, oh, wait a minute, I'm about to tell you a secret. See, you can buy dollars, you can buy likes, you can buy clicks. So you got people, no background, no understanding with them, with 50,000 likes, 50,000 viewers, bought, bought. There is a footprint on the ground. See, that's why I do. That's why I do movies. That's why I do commercials. That's why I do music videos. And all praises to the most popular. Documentaries. Where are your documentaries? Where is your academic level demonstration of that you're so quick to want to bastardize, that you're so quick to want to represent. Some things you don't tell. Some things you don't share. Some things are kept sacred and protected. You don't tell me where you keep your money in your house. Tell me where you keep your extra key to your house. Understand. So be careful. Be careful. <laughs> Because <laughs> the games have got footprints on them. You better check Haiti. You better check Dominican Republic. I got a footprint 
I got a track record. And humbly, I got by too, bruh, bruh. You you don't. And I like souvenirs. I like souvenirs. This belonged to the person who broke into my house Mother's Day morning five years ago when I lived uptown. This right here. And some of y'all know that story. Seven days. Seven days. And Ego came for him. Don't play. Don't play. Now, if I was an old fool, that would be different. <laughs> but I'm not an old fool. I'm not an old fool. I was on the street at 15, 14, 16, 17, not only trying to figure out where I was going to lay my head, how I was going to eat, how I was going to survive, but thanks to my mother, my mother and my great mother. Spirituality and religion birthed in me. Birthed in me. If you're blessed enough to have my year, you won't be me. If you're blessed enough to have my year, you won't have my opportunity. To have my years, you would sit down and be quiet and let your mama, your mother, and your father direct you right path. So, if you're wise, if, if you're wise, and right now, that's not a demonstration. Not right now. I do voodoo your granddaddy knew. I do that voodoo your grandmama knew. Understand, old time, old world, roots, foundational Give me that old time religion. Good enough for me. Blood. Blood. Good enough for me, cousin. It's good enough for me. Let's not tempt spirit. Let's not tempt the ancestors. Let's not tempt the low Let's not tempt the prince. I specialize in doing Specialize in doing battle. Come up out of the tragedy and the background that I have and not gain some mobility in Not to be a thick skin and, and, and some battle scars, but also pick up some and some rituals. You do understand, y'all live in New Orleans <laughs> and go back and forth. You do understand. My neighborhood, you do understand. Bruh, you better do some research. Oh my goodness. But but thank you for being so worked about me. <laughs> Cause understand all I can do is shave this off. This is coronavirus. And ask my audience. I shave this off and they'll tell you pretty as thirty five. Pretty as forty. You you better pray. You better pray. Get day shorten your year, bro. That, that magic, wicked magic, is in you. Premature. Premature. Be careful. 
for me, my audience. Uh, please forgive me, my audience. It's almost like being on stage at the theater and picking one person out in the crowd. <laughs> you know, please forgive me. But all is truly in the Thank you so much, Keona D. Carter, my faithful professor in my chat room. Thank you for helping me to keep some kind of order uh, for reaffirming the phone at 845-791-43. I got New Orleans on the line. I got a 720 area code on the line. Thank you all so much for being present. I'm going to answer uh, this 323. I think that's beloved Queen Kiona. Welcome. Greetings. Greetings. I know. I love the documentary. I loved it. You looked amazing. Thank you. I had been dealing with um, emotional issues that were coming up, and it was affecting me. Like I had allowed it to shut me down. And when I watched the episode, I actually paid for it on YouTube because I couldn't Google it. And um, I didn't look at it on on Netflix or Hulu. I really wanted to play it through the um, through the headphones, so I paid for the the actual episode. And when I tell you, when it got to your part, and when you were mounted, and when you came out, those areas that I was feeling started to dissipate. And I can't make it up. I'm not trying to be exclusive. I'm not trying to sell nobody. I'm telling you my testimonial. When I tell you, I. I was like, wow, it's amazing how the spirit and energies can hit you regardless of what where you are, what you're looking at. So it's very important that we guard what we see and what we do, you know. And so I wanted to thank you for that because it, it, see, it was more than entertaining. It actually helped. What we listen to, I agree. Listen, you're actually, let me give you some confirmation. You don't really know what was going on there. You know what you saw. You know what they filmed. You know sort of slant or direction, you know, that, that particular program director, you know, might want to go in, but you don't really know what was going on behind the scenes. And let me tell you, if I ever came in contact with coronavirus, if, I'm saying if, it was Halloween. It was Halloween. We had a haunted house right in the neighborhood, right down at the uh, mo- the Black Motorcycle Club, Community Garden there. And we had a Halloween haunted house that night. I had a full man, full African vampire man. Hot. You know, you can't really breathe well in there. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, and, and I get bored. The next day, I was sick as a dog. And several of us in my in my black talk voodoo were sick. We thought, okay, we got the cold. You know, we think it was a flu, but we thought it was a bad cold from from being out in that cold air because New Orleans don't get very cold very often. Uh, and it was ch- chilly that night, and so we were all sick. So the filming of Buried Girl Voodoo's Dark Magic. I'm gonna say that happened November eighth. November 9th, somewhere right right in then. So what you see in the documentary is me sick. I was sick. Now, if you understand, I, I jumped backwards over the fire. I did some 
took some cartwheels. I was sick as a dog. Even if you listen to to me speaking, that wasn't my my normal tone. And so some of that indeed was residual Baron, residual get day. You saw was really spirit in action. Also, when I grasped um, one of the priestess, Mahogany, we were consciously trying to remove something, unblock something, heal something. In the middle of that ceremony, we had already talked about it before we went into it. I said, listen, they come from us doing a ceremony, and there are certain rules to a ceremony, and then there are certain rules to filming. I said, I need you all to be aware that when we get into this, we're getting into this. This is going to be our ceremony. We're going to let them film. So I didn't do it, but but once, because who can translate that multiple times? So, so I did it one time, and we completely went into it. And what you saw was indeed supernatural. What you saw was somebody with no energy, no physical strength, no voice really, to speak of, um, operating under the, the direction and influence of, of spirit, and indeed an indwelling spirit. Um, call it what you want. Call it what you want. But it, it, it changed me. And, and it changed us, all of us who were involved in that, in that scene. Now, I can't, I'm hesitant because I can't say a whole lot more because there's a part to that <laughs> that you all haven't seen yet. Um, I will say that it will be on Nat Geo. It will be on um, National Geographic, another documentary. Um, and it will be done in the swamps. It will be done in the swamps. And we invoked the spirit, the power of Aunt Julia. Now, Aunt Julia was known to be a hoodoo woman, a hoodoo practitioner back in the day. Um, she was a free woman of color, but both her and her husband, I believe. And her husband is one of the few people documented on record who actually received the 40 acres in the mule. You know, we talk about where's my 40. Well, he, they were one of the families who actually got it. Now, now, within like six months, he was dead. And then within a year after that, she was dead. Predicted her death the whole year. She was to be a a a blues singer and and guitarist. And she would sit on her stoop up there in the in the swamp, swamp, and she would strum and and she would sing. You know, one day I'm gonna die, and I'm gonna take the whole world with me. And when she died, the whole town went with her. She died. They had a funeral. Day of funeral, a hurricane came, swept that town and two other towns adjacent to it away. And so that'll be the part that you all haven't seen yet. I can't even remember what it's called. I do know it's going to be hosted by Sam Sheridan. And you have read his disaster diary. Sam Sheridan. He'll be hosting this episode. The subject matter will be root work in particular, conjure. So that's why we're in the swamp. 
and we're looking for plants, we're looking for vegetation, we're gathering fruits, we're gathering recipes, if you will, to perform yet again another ceremony. And some crazy things happened in that ceremony. I'll share a little bit further, you know, once I find out when that's going to air, you know, then I'll talk about that um, a little more. It's my understanding that it may be late in the summer, maybe even into the fall, before the Nat Geo Sam Sheridan um, show airs. And if you give me a second, uh, I'm going to see if I can put the name of that show. Thank you so much for being patient with me, Blog Talk Radio. I, I really am grateful for you all. If you have a question, comment, or request, remember at Eric code 845-277-9143. Do press number one, and I'll be more than happy to unmute the mic. Uh, I believe the program is going to be called The Atlas of Legendary Places, hosted by Sam Sheridan. He is an author and journalist. He wrote, one of the books that he wrote was The Disaster Diaries. Very great, good book, very popular book. Um, and that will be airing uh, sometime in the near future. So, basically, uh, that you connect to feedback about from others who also connected to it, connected. Everybody loves Denise Augustine, <laughs> my, my best friend and, and my partner in, in crime, if you will. Um, they love uh, that. Uh, who do a cultism? Greetings, beloved. But we'll talk about it. <laughs> Greetings. Uh, but if you think about it a little bit more, you might be able to piece it together. But we'll talk about it. Um, courageous indeed. We are at war, and the people are still sleeping. Matrix, uh, uh, courageous Umi. We are indeed at war, and it's multi-level. And I understand people would be tired, people would be exhausted, people might seek distraction. People say, "Okay, well, I'm going to focus on me and my my house and my business, and the world will sort of fix itself." And we know. More than any other time in, in, in human history right now, that that's not the truth. That indeed we must be active, proactive, and not just the elimination and, and, and the, of, of white supremacy and racism and prejudice and bias and, and all the other stuff, you know, but how it shows up in our society. I, I used to say, uh, uh, listen up, frenemy. This ain't new for my regular listeners. I've been saying this 12 years, lots on air, in the hierarchy of things. Everything is above the African American. You're born in Panama, you hire the African American. You considered high. Even black people and other nations want to maintain the narrative that you have no God. You have no system, that you're just a slave, you know, as Jamaicans weren't enslaved, as if Haitians weren't enslaved. We indeed acknowledge the Haitian Revolution and the movements of the Maroons, but let's be clear, people, there were many Maroons out of those communities 
moving out. Haiti is an island. What about Dominican Republic that shares that same island? What about the very close country land nestled where this revolution took place? Even here in New Orleans, we know that St. Milo, the, the great revolutionary uh, maroon leader, may he rest in a room, was able to come into New Orleans, which for those of you who are familiar would have been the first that would have been New Orleans proper in the 1700s, um, and then would go out to New Orleans East, what we now know as New Orleans East, which was all suffering to the oppressor, which was, which was inhabitable, uninhabitable which was unusable. They knew Indians was out, was out there, but they didn't know how. They didn't know how they were surviving. So that's where that union here to New Orleans, to Louisiana, between escaping enslaved and indigenous people began. And so St. Milo would come in town, steal resources, gather food, carry letters, carry messages back and forth, and then would go back out to the Maroon camp. For long periods of time, slaves would disappear during the holiday. If they knew the matter was going away for Thanksgiving, was going up north for Christmas and, and New Year. Some slaves would escape, would sneak away to go find their mama, go visit their wives, go communicate with the family members that they still knew they had some physical connection to. But if you listen to the narrative for for generations. For decades back, you black you no practice. You don't have no tradition. You don't have no lineage. If we believe the nonsense that white supremacy continues to perpetuate, and even among our ethnic brothers and sisters south of the border, they think they have a better grip on you. They think they have a better grip on voodoo than you. Think they own the ancestors. That they somehow think the Fon and Edward got off the ship in the islands and disappeared. They haven't done their homework. <laughs> That's because they don't haven't done research. That's because they do not know the history of and very little about the land that they they profess to come from. So I want to chime in, and I don't want to be overbearing, but. I hear that oftentimes where, you know, they want to one-up one up us. You know, you Americans, you know, you don't know this and this and that. But um, the last time that I checked, I never wanted to go on vacation to Haiti. I've never known anyone to go on vacation to Haiti. You know, um, people go to Haiti and they have to be careful, you know, not to get robbed, not to get hurt. And so if you're bragging so much about having spirit and having so much authenticity, keep the revolution going. Get your country in order. The power is there. Get the people in order. Even even at our best. Because even at our, and I want to say this, and I'm I'm going to go, I'm going to mute myself again. Even at our best, even at our worst, we're still doing better than your best. So let's cut out all this comparing. In, in, in all this, because even if we're homeless on the street, our bridge is still better than your bridge if you have one. An African American. So nobody in flip flops. So nobody in flip flops. So nobody in flip flops throwing rocks. 
can come over and try to tell us who we are and what we need to do. In fact, let's come together because we're much more powerful in numbers than we are divided. So if we want to be offensive and throw insults, we can do that all day. But because I really want to get to the topic because the topic is good. I really want to get to the topic. They can do it all day. I'm not going to do it all day. I'm going to do it in the way that I speak to it, usually once or and then I'm going to get back into the work. <laughs> then I'm going to continue to move forward. I'm more alarmed. I'm more worked up by our community and our response to this. Our response to Superficial, ego-based, negative-based, controlling, manipulating, gambling, greed, obsession-based magic. And that's popular. I think it also speaks to self-esteem. It speaks to the self-esteem of humanity right now. So some people think to be courageous is to do profanity. Some people think to be courageous, courageous is to say something extreme, to say something shocking. That means courageous. I mean, listen, I love Monique. Monique tried that. Tried that. Monique just now getting her career back. Just now getting to regain it again. You know, and, and she still have a, a go, and I support her in that. But her rent had a purpose that might look very different right now in, in, in this post-racialist, uh, police scandalous uh, protest season. You know, what Monique had to say might sound different now. What D.L. Hughley might have said might sound different to you right now. But to use your platform, if indeed you because I heard Operating in ministry all my life, that what goes on here is very limited to what's really happening out here in the real world. I know successful business owners in New Orleans that they have a thousand followers on Instagram. I know rich realtors in New Orleans got money, make money, a hundred followers. On YouTube. So, I, listen, I don't pay the whole Followers does not mean a paycheck. Followers does exactly. not mean a paycheck. Exactly. I don't pay attention to my numbers going up and down in social media. I pay attention to who's doing the work. Who's doing the work? Who's coming to town to see me? Who's coming to town to, to see my businesses? My, my, my restaurant owners and, and our black stores and our museums and our historians and tour guides, you know, that's where the numbers really matter. <laughs> that's where the numbers really count. So if you're concerned about why I'm interested going on off camera, and what's going on off camera is documentary. has a footprint. Something shouldn't be 
So we're talking about Cuba, Haiti, New Orleans. Something should be said out loud. What we know is certain powders in Haitian voodoo most people have no idea about. Don't know their name, don't know how they work, don't know what they're used for. Your, your closest encroachment to that information is skeleton, not skeleton key, uh, serpent in a rainbow. And the archaeologist, the doctor, the white guys going trying to figure out the secret to how to make a zombie. Very similar to the subject matter of the documentary we just did, right, Kim? <laughs> Very similar, right? And he went to Haiti to get this powder, and they gave him fake powder, and they tricked him, and they tried to get people his money, and, you know, and, and that speaks volumes about the, the relationship that he and Haitians often have with people outside their community, even and I would say in some cases, especially black people, they, they loathe us, though they want to be us, though they want to come in and participate in the quote-unquote American dream, but how quickly do you embrace the fight, the struggle? Some things aren't said. Even in the case of a revolution, some things are not said. You don't announce your game plan. You don't announce your strategy. You, you don't, you know, that's your, what, Kim Jong-il and, and Donald Trump? And, and so is this person threatening our house? Is, that, is this no, person threatening our house? Because the thing yeah. is, okay, because my no, thing no, is this. No, I don't care how many chickens you kill. Okay, not I don't directly. care how many chickens you kill. I don't care how many, you know, spirits you claim that are walking with you, how are you helping you humanity when it's all said and done? <laughs> how you are you helping humanity? How are you showing up in the world? How many lives have been impacted? So there's many of us that can, give, can, can attest that you've helped us in real life. And when you have real authentic practitioners, they're not on social media. Wife, family, grandmother. I had one thing I worked with the grandmother, the mother, the daughter, the kids, and the uncle that's in prison. You don't see that on YouTube every day. Beloved. You don't see that podcast every day, beloved. And I'm not here to entertain. Listen, some of these people are quite entertaining. They they funny, they humorous. Some some of the people that you pop in the box every now and then, Keon. Some people that you know, these people are entertaining that you all know a lot too. Because you're going on online. But anyway, no, it's not a direct threat. I, I I don't even take it as a threat. You you gotta be working with with something. <laughs> Oh, cause I'm like I'm look I'm I'm listening cause I'm trying to wait for you to give the green light cause I'm like oh do we need to go, you know because I'm not this is a this is this is a foolery free channel we're not with it we can be with it no. but that's not what we're here to do we, this is real healing in this house this is real work in this house we have real things to do because because we we just do nobody has time to sit there and compare and and. I cut this chicken head better than you. Like, sit down. 
Sit down see, somewhere. Nobody has time for that. These, these, but that's the thing. These terrorists, these Alicia, quote-unquote practitioners, who you know, they have no tradition. They gathered some books. They gathered some knowledge. They gathered what seems to be trending in, in Instagram. You know, that whole, whole popping in your popping in your instant message, that is so annoying for me. It's so annoying for me. If the posts are that important, I'm going to come to your page and read it. It's a post that important. But, but once we start spamming it, other things, and, and you know, Keon, I've said this several times, other things work. They're testing your sensibility. You're, they're testing your ability to respond and to react. Next thing you know, they're in your bank account. Next thing you know, you're passing on misinformation. You're passing on fake news. So I don't respond to those DMs and in, in, in the message. I don't respond to the DMs and Facebook messages, you know, for this very reason. And that's often where the, the Hulu mess is going on. That's often where it's going on. Every day somebody hits me up on Instagram, so-and-so is in my claiming they're going to do some kind of work for me. But you ain't called them, you ain't invited them into your business. I hate Please give me. But I, I'm knocking because Jehovah said I need to tell you something. I mean, God really worked that way. The Spirit really worked that way. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm my mama first. Hey, mom. <laughs> if God speaks through my mom, I might, I might listen. Okay, but no. You're well, not what trips me out, they tell you they're in Africa and they're talking about they got the, your ancestors told them they don't even know you. That's my bloodline. They would tell me before they would tell you. My next question <laughs> when I my get that is, he talking to you? Yeah. My next question when I get that is, how much do you know about the mid-Atlantic slave trade? Usually that's the end of the conversation. Unless they are real people. Now, I encourage y'all use your FaceTime, use your Skype, you know, go, go into other countries into other nations, go into other countries, talk to people, communicate with people. You always got privacy settings, security settings, you always got an option to block people, but I start asking questions. Beloved, how much do you know about this? And you will be shocked that the, the ignorance level outside the U.S. about the slave trade. I said it last week or a few days ago, right now, with all this police killing, and it's now going on other, other places in the world, too, by the way. Kenya right now has an outrageous police brutality record right now. Kenya. So this ain't just about black and white. This abuse of knowledge and abuse of information. And the same thing happens in the church. People sit and let the man speak from the pulpit. for yourself. You ain't studying it for yourself. You ain't learning it for yourself. You're not making sense for yourself. And so this game that these Internet practitioners are playing is not a new game. It's the same dirty, crooked preacher game that we've been dealing with in the black community for centuries. And it often targets black women. It often targets black women. I need to get my man back. 
I need to get my the daddy of my kids back. Uh, you know, my heart's broken. I can't get over it. So we all experience that. That is human experience. But every breakdown in a relationship don't require magic. Every breakdown in a relationship don't require some kind of bondage spell to be implied. You know, and so people are talking about binding demons in the dead, you know, to, to bring your lover back? Really? How logical does that even sound, Keona? It don't even make sense. But why would my... And another thing, too, my, is my concern is if they didn't want me before a spell, I don't want to be, you know, laid up and, and he roll over and the spell wore off because that's what happened <laughs> with what they do. And he roll over and look at me. Did you ever see that movie Shallow How? When he was uh when he was hypnotized, he didn't like big women. He he liked women yeah. uh with Jack Black. And uh he didn't like big women. He got hypnotized and this big girl was, you know, this huge and he saw her as a supermodel up under the hypnosis. And they went to the restaurant and she sat down in a chair and the chair collapsed up under her. And he got frustrated. He said, What is this chair made out of? And they said, Uh, steel? You know, he just really saw her, but she was huge, you know. And uh, I don't want that to be me. When he is, he comes out of the hypnosis of the spell and he roll over and he was, uh-uh, want me genuinely, organically. The pain to go away eventually. But no, don't, no, right. no, don't, we, we not, we not binding nothing. Because I don't even know if I really Austin like him is, for real. Austin I might just not, like the idea of him. Often it is not meant to be. Often. And 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 again, greetings, mom. <laughs> Thank you so much for being present in the room. I talk about my mom a lot. I talk about my experience. Of, um, my mom's written a, a few books, so she don't mind me talking about our experience. But it was suggested on the broom, Broomfield side of my family that my dad was rooting my mom to keep her in the marriage. It, it was rumored now that. My family on my father's side was helping my dad some kind of dirty magic to keep my mom in a relationship. Now, whether that's true or not, you know, if you understand my background coming out of that level of domestic violence, that level of overt religious uh, uh, disempowerment, you know, um, you start doing things that don't make sense. Or on the outside looking that don't jive to somebody who's maybe not in religion or not in that family, but, but can see that something really crazy, you know, I personally believe there's some truth to the Broomfield root. I, I, I really do. And as I got, I, I can even remember very specific occasions where my father would say certain things. Um, certain things that went directly to who I was at the spirit level. Uh, he he kind of lost control of me as I got 13, 14, 15. Um, and you might say, you know, a lot of kids go off the rails at that Indeed, but this was different to do investment. He taught how to use the library, taught us how to go to the Smithsonian Institution, taught us how, you know, in museums and, and archives and, and like. And so in junior high school, I was doing 
but many of the Orisha romantic community joining now, and that was consuming these books, reading all these books, witchcraft books, Satanist books, candle magic books, astrology books. Um, some of the books started disappearing. Um, and I had, later in life, I asked, you know, my mom, was she taking the book? You know, was my dad taking the book? Um, some of the books were really and they were disappearing um, during that, you know, during that. So when you, you know, there's a thing. When you're young, you, you do as young people do. But when you're older, you're supposed to grow. You're supposed to mature. Uh, Raina, please forgive me, beloved. Um, send me an email. I, I, I am testing your energy. I am feeling you right now. I really don't think it's appropriate for us to do this reading live on air. So please send me an email to divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com or visit my website at www.houseofdivineprince.com and I'll be more than happy to assist you with that. Um, they do want to speak. There, There is something that needs to be said. Um, I just don't think to do it here. And particularly at this time, um, my energy kind of funky right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> but allow me to, to, to finish my show and shake and shake this off and um and then hopefully at that point I will have received your your email request, um, Raina Denise, and I'll be more than happy to assist you with that. I, I really will. Everything that you would need to know, every question that you might want to ask, I assure you, is going to be in my first email response. Uh, my very first email response to you is like four pages long. <laughs> so please look at it, um, digest it, meditate on it, pray on it, um, and then respond, and I'll be more than happy to uh, assist you. Um, Chef Bougie, beloved, I really you and, and the Arisha. You're asking about the link on YouTube World Show. Uh, give me a second. Give me a moment. Uh, let me pull it up. I just posted it. I just posted it. Oh, you did? Okay. Thank you, Kiana. I'm already on top of it. I appreciate you. You be on. You be doing it. <laughs> I couldn't do this show without your assistance. And it's not like anybody can do it. It has everything to do with you and how you handle yourself and, and your level of symbolism that I really admire. Um, I also want to remind everyone that my bestie and my partner in Voodoo Crime, Denise Augustine, her professional name is Our Six Stories. Online, she just ain't talking right now. She's just listening to us, trying to get a feel. We do this show, and she's showing up with us, you know, and and visually in the near future. But I like to visit her website at www.oursacredstories, and that's Denise Augustine. She's the lovely girl mama in the documentary who's giving you the history and and, and the instruction and the storyteller, the griot, if you will, uh, in the in the video. That's uh, Denise Augustine and our 
in normal weather, uh, she does tours, Tremaine tours, cemetery tours, uh, Afro Creole tours, um, you know, just about anything in our community. Of course, everyone is still a little slow right now. Evolving right now, and she's trying to feel her way. We're all trying to feel our way. How we're going to continue to share culture and tradition and history moving forward, moving forward in this new environment of, of Corona. Yeah, I see you, Steph. Stephanie, that she's saying um, it's just true. I can admit I put dark spirits on guys before says they don't stay number one so you have to keep doing the work and they be going through it once I start killing is when uh, she's longer needed to do that kind of work if you really care for a person you don't want to see them bound you don't want to see them controlled you don't want to make a partner that you have to root that you have to put a ball and chain on, you know, to, to stay in the relationship. Particularly in modern, modern women aren't looking for that. Modern people aren't looking for that. And indeed, the children who are on the planet today are not looking for another Rodney King, you know, uh, another death sentence by police, you know, another decade or systematic racism. We don't live in that day time anymore. And and so we have to grow. We have to evolve. We, we have to handle ages and tradition. We are still in the battle of legitimizing who we are as black people. We are still in the battle of, of legitimizing that we're not a product of, of, of the white man. We're not a product of, of, of plantation. We're not a product. The church, even we want the same freedom, dignity that everyone else is afforded on the planet, that everyone else claims on the planet, and yet we still seek outside sources to validate our power and a power that lives within us. Our ancestors made the, the, the journey right along with us, existed and stood up in our blood. Right along with us, they did with the Maroons, just as they did in, in in Brazil, just as they did in, in any other mountainous country region, you know, which has everything to do with with how liberation and revolution played out south of the border. Where did we as blacks in America have to go? Canada? Where did we have really to run to? So our ancestral worship, our hoodoo, our root, our conjure was forced underground by the conditions of Jim Crow and the brown paper and lynching and everything else that we had to coexist under here. It doesn't mean that we were without our God. It doesn't mean that we forgot to count. It doesn't mean that we forgot the alphabet. We were forced to learn it in, in Spanish in French, in, in English, in Portuguese, but if you could count Igbo, you could count in Hausa, 
If you could count in, in, in Yoruba, then you can count in space. And if you could count, then you can remember your rhythm. You can remember your rhythm. You can remember your dance moves and your dance position. You can remember your ritual days. You can remember the ritual cycle. We could still count the moon. We could still count the sun. We could still navigate, you know, by in a perfected environment. But the unfortunate thing is none of us are in a perfected environment. I don't know who you are in the Western Hemisphere. You, you got here by way of circumstances that someone else created and recreated. And this notion that we have to keep beating down the black man, beating down the black woman, beating down the, the Africans in America and reminding us just how much you know, you would like us to still remain. It's something that ends with me. It ended with me and, and my generation. It, it ended with, with my sister, Rapani and her generation. It ended with my mother. You know, and, and it can indeed end with you. But as long as we keep up this charade, buffooning and cooning, you know, and, and stand back, people, look at the demonstration. The vibration. Look at the energy. Often do I stand here and boast about harming people, boast about controlling people, boast about forcing people you know, together who probably shouldn't be together. My dad's mother to marry my dad. And she still did. Oh, the elders speak, ancestors speak, spirits speak. But what's the cure for a hard head? Soft ass? What's the cure for a hard head? What's the cure for refusing to let go of personal bondage? Some some clients want to tell and retell and retell stories. The pain, the tragedy, the loss, the complication, the block. They don't have a whole lot of time for the solution. And if you've ever had a conversation with me, Anybody in the room, raise your hand. I let people talk for like an hour. I don't let you talk. And, and when you try and tell me your story, I stop. I, don't tell me that. that. That's too much. Too much. All I need to know is career, education, health, wellness, spirituality, religion, housing. All I need to know is life. let spirit do the work. Let God and so we have to learn to listen. My mom taught me that. You know, we pray, and often prayer is begging God, pleading with God, asking stuff. But we don't often give praise. We don't often give We don't often come in humility. And then the most important part, we don't often sit still long enough to answer. Once you pray, you get up off your knees get up off your chair, you get up off your prayer mat, and you go on waiting on that windfall to come, waiting on that magical fix. We don't meditate. My mom taught us how to meditate at three, four years old. My board, sit and be quiet. Sit and meditate. Sit and sit on you still. You know, not move. You know, and then put some symphony music on, some orchestra music on, some, some gospel music on, some, some new age music on. You know, stimulate the higher 
of consciousness. And so we have a generation now, and you know, back in the day we talked about crack babies, and now we've got meth babies and and, and opioid babies and, and PTSD babies and, and, and babies that's born in the middle of, of, of ghettos full of violence and, and murder killing, and people are not well. People are not well. And so you have these people, whether they be in a pulpit, the imam, or, or, or online psychic, spiritualist, motivator, influencer, and misery like company. My dad used to say, Mis- misery likes company. And the internet provides a very unique opportunity. People who share the same misery, the sh- who share the same negative energy, the same negative experience, the same negative belief had the opportunity to come together in, in, in groups. Clusters. But I know he wasn't perfect, so, but we got to give credit where credit is due because you had to come through that bloodline. You had to come through that bloodline. It, it wouldn't have oh, creation when it had it clear. any other way. Listen, let me be clear. I acknowledge my dad for who he is. I acknowledge him as an individual for who he is, but also acknowledge Broomfield, the Harrison, the, that bloodline, that, that lineage. I also acknowledge that. But I do not have to accept that favor from anyone. Mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, friend, co-worker, nobody does. I create, now recreate my reality. Now I could spend a whole hour now, two hours now, Talking about what I've done, how I've tried to reach out, how, you know, that might be an interesting show. But to cut to the chase, you, you can't help someone who don't want to be helped. You can't help someone who don't want to be healed. You can't change someone who doesn't want change. And, and I do believe that there are people who are absolute in terms of who they are. Some of you are absolutely heterosexual. Without a doubt, not even a slither of anything else. Some of you are absolutely homosexual, but many of you are in that middle, in that spectrum, in that spectrum. So when it comes to my dad and his behavior and his demonstration, and, and let me throw a few words out there for the curious voyeurs who are listening. Third, third. Some of you understand what that means. (laughs) Some of you understand what that represents. Master of mind games, master of manipulation, master of control. There was a time I thought that I was being bugged to everywhere I went, anywhere I went in the country. And I didn't live anywhere for for nine days or more. I was on the move in my 20s, going into my 30s. So it's deep, beloved. It's deep. And as I started out the show, you can't tell everything. You can't share everything. Even if you think it makes you look good. Even if you think it's to your... You, you can't share everything. It should be watching your demonstration. What is my energy? What do I come here and talk about every day? What do I push forward every day that's positive? That's not healing. That's not holistic. That's not revolutionary. That's not 
breaking the chain. That's not about breaking the generational curse. But but listen and watch some of these popularized voices social media that's trying to live in ATR. No God in that. Sure not wake up my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins for no foolishness. That that don't make any sense in the spirit realm, in ATR, in voodoo, in Ifa, that doesn't make any sense. That's pure witchcraft. And I don't know what it is about some community south of the border, that, that that's their primary focus. Denise talked about that in the documentary. Some voodoo priests, that's all they do is wickedness. That's all they stand on is wickedness, control, and wickedness. And, and, and Maya Angelou said, and I like to repeat, when people show you who they are, Believe them the first time. The first time. Not the second time, the third time. Well, I gave and I, I want to give. No, no. And, and that's operating in the spirit. Because if you're quiet, if you're still, if you're meditative, if you're prayerful, and your third eye is open, God will show you things. Spirit will show you things. It's learning to acknowledge that. That's a challenge for because we've grown up in this Christianized, Islamicized, Jew, Judaic, Roman, Christian, uh, Catholic, you know, cult. and so we haven't, we don't have that training. So that's why I say journal, 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 journal. Did I say journal? Journal some more, <laughs> and then journal again, because you will then begin to see patterns. My mom journals. I. My sister journal. You know, it's a critical part, part of the healing work, but also of, of the magic. You take your ideas, you take your dreams out of the mist, out of the air, out of the cloud, out of your head, and you put them on paper. You put them in your word document. You create them in, in clay. You, you, you paint it. You draw it. You're bringing that into the real world. You're making it manifest. In, in the real world. If it's up here, it's just an illusion. If it's just up here, it's just a dream. It may very well be real in another dimension of time space, but not the time space we're occupying right now in this most present moment. My desire is not Gucci, Lucci, cars. I've never owned a car. Never. Never been able to afford a car. Um, never owned a house. Don't have design clothes, don't have a whole lot of, you know, worldly things. My life is ministry, life is booty. And so, how do you continue to watch, support, to sum up someone who's cooning and booting your tradition? And every few words is nigga. Every few words. Listen, they don't like you. They don't like you. Probably him trying to interrupt my show. <laughs> they don't like you people. They don't like you. They see you as being at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to evolved African consciousness in the new world. So we're, we're all looking outside ourselves, outside our community, or, or if we're within the community, we go back to the 
back to the church, back to the, the thing that has worked many of us generations. I offer you an opportunity to break free. I offer you an opportunity to get clear, truly be grounded. I offer you an opportunity to get in touch with who you are and your power and your spirit and your ability to create and recreate reality that's in your image that mirrors God, if you will. Do you have any questions, comments, requests? I'm going to be moving on. I am booked. Appreciate everyone who's here. Thank you so much. If I haven't acknowledged individually, please forgive me. I just haven't had the opportunity to throw down this. Peace to fight, Bokor. Greetings, beloved. I am thrilled, nonetheless, that there is about I'm thrilled, nonetheless, that, you know, Grandma say when they stop talking about you, you famous anymore. So keep talking about keep my name in your mouth. Um, I hate it. I do. <laughs> I do. Greetings, Keisha Smith. Super the truth. Greetings, beloved. Greetings. 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 Justice. Greetings, beloved. Yeah, we, we were taught that not just voodoo, but all things African were weird. But somehow, over the course of time, you know, Bukumi grew up, Santeria grew up, Kandable grew up, Maria Leonza, which is practiced in, in Venezuela, continued to flourish. And, and, and our traditions are being practiced everywhere. Guyana, uh, Panama, Mexico is being acknowledged everywhere. But somehow, it's all superior to what African-Americans have, right? You say, well, what do we have? I say we have voodoo with four O's. Lukumi belongs to Cuba and Candabla belongs to Brazil. Voodoo belongs to us. Four O's. Not no bastardized voodoo either. The other day, a book that I suggest all of you read uh, it's called Conjure in African American Society by Jeffrey E. Anderson Conjure in African American Society and it talked about the origins of the idea that how the spelling of the word suggests bastardization and in this book, particularly, uh, uh, black people using voodoo and then white people using voodoo, or, or, or as if it was somehow a mispronunciation or a bastardization. Uh, but what's not being looked at is footprints, the archaeological footprint of the 16 Odoo making water of Ifa making the water, of the Fa making across the water, of the practices making across. If we could remember to count in Yoruba, in Igbo, in Fan, in Iga, and learning to count in another language was just a temporary challenge. It doesn't in any way 
remove our, our knowledge, our connection to spirit. We just had to be discreet about it. We just had to go underground about it. The baptizing in relation to that whole voodoo being evil, I think, has everything to do with appropriation of the tradition. Once voodoo became including white people, uh, gambling charms come into play. Love charms come into play. You know, some of this more nonsensical, uh, carnal, especially requests came into play. If you're enslaved, you're just getting enough to eat. You're just getting enough to survive. You're not worrying about your haters. You're not worrying about your enemies. You're worried about making the count. You're worried about your family making the count for the day, you know, whatever your home cotton might have been or, or whatever problem you were working with. You were more concerned about that and your survival. The, the whole idea of using roots and cons to do fleshly stuff is new in the context of history. It's new in the context of history. Even blue spoke a greater community to what was written in our community about Kanjo work, the Mojo the Hoodoo man, you know, etc. And once creativity gets involved in that creative allowance that allows you to create and recreate what you want. You write a book, you make a movie, you write a song, you you do what you do, it's your song, it's your copyright, right? It's your it's your trademark. But we've got to protect the nothing, if you will. And and that won't happen, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Greetings, little Miss Encounter. Yeah, it's a great thing to learn the language. Uh, I think the more language, you know, the African and American, I would even say American, is probably the least multilingual culture on the planet. Many other communities more than one language. You know, Nigeria as one country has over 200 ethnic groups and languages within it. And so you, you learn to navigate. And I think that also changes the wire, the structure of our, of our brain, the structure of our consciousness, if you will, the learning of multiple languages, multiple cultures, learning how to cook. You know, one Creole mama might have a variety of spices and herbs, you know, that she might. And one child memorizes that, learns that, watches that, you know, and then can evolve that, you know, the next generation of the fried chicken, the next generation of the jambalaya. But the root tradition, the root idea survives, root recipe survives on, you know, to see another day. Um, yeah. So listen, y'all, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move forward. I appreciate everyone for being present, sharing your love and your energy. Thank you, Augustine, for being on the phone line. Thank you, Kim, for being my powerful and moderator and manager here in the chat. Thank you, 720. Whoever you might be, thank you so much for remaining on the phone lines throughout the entirety of the show. And I look forward to connecting.
down on Claiborne where she's buried A dash of cayenne to the roof Gonna put on my Greek grease Black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them balls out the graveyards for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my green grease suit. Congo Square. Congo Square. The almost Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place, Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double 
cross and capitalism the ultimate triple coup de gras cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat, heart beat, heart beat at this place, at this place, beat, heart beat, beat, we beating place in new world space. Beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing, Singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate with out Hello. of us. Whoa. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, Deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade, but dark, dark 
with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. Beat Congo Square. Be Congo Square. Beat Be. Remember. Remember. 